luggage? What are you carrying? Those expectations of others. What are those echoes of the past? We have to deal with those things because that verbiage, that recording is often still in our head. And, you know, I had a client send me a text one day after going through the coaching program I call Next. And that's primarily for women in midlife who are moving to their next. And she said, today I remembered, I realized that I have value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about that you have value just by nature of being in this world. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, no matter how you got here. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations Monday Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today my special guest is Miss Kelly Knowles, owner of Kelly K Consultant. Discovering who you are and whose you are, they are keys to becoming all God predestined you to be. And Kelly Knowles of Kelly K Consulting is an expert at helping people determine their true drive, what what motivates them. And so as you listen to this interview and you're listening to the description of some of the things that she talks about when it comes to the color code, I actually did that color code myself. And as I suspected, yeah, I, I, I had the color that I was supposed to have, and that's blue. And she's going to go into more detail about that as well as all of the other descriptions of the colors on Wove Inspiration. This is the Monday Motivation. to the show, Kelly. Thank you, Althea. I'm delighted to be here with you. So Kelly, tell the audience about yourself and what you do. All right. Well, I live in Middle Tennessee. I've got all of the good Southern accent, even though I was originally born in Illinois. I have I do live in the Middle Tennessee area. I have been working with Kelly K Consulting for a few years now, but I feel like I've been teaching and coaching and mentoring my whole life. It really is what I feel like is that innate purpose that God placed within me. I have a full-time job as well, where I am a senior trainer for a major law firm in the Southeast. And it gives me an opportunity to do some of those things, but I just really have a heart's desire to help people discover, develop, and dig in to their purpose. And so that is what Kelly K Consulting does. I do that both with one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as in small group coaching, which has been such an amazing blessing. With COVID, I've actually had the opportunity to really expand via Zoom. I'm sure we've all realized that. And so I have coaching clients way beyond the geographical um, boundaries that I was kind of keeping in my head. What made you decide to get into the consulting business? You know, I had an organizing business many years ago, and so it gave me a good taste for what it was like to be in the coaching and consulting arena. And then when I went into sales, it was more of a consultative sale. It was really helping to find those areas where we could serve the client 
it is just something I absolutely love to do. Several years ago, my story is a story that I probably couldn't have told you just even a few years ago. But I married in my mid-30s, and my husband's oldest daughter had two young sons at a pretty young age herself. And within three years of this single girl who had never been married and had no children, we went from having three children and two of them age three and under. So almost overnight, my life changed. Seven years later, their mom moved back to town and we were no longer raising those babies. And I looked around my house one day and it was almost overnight, Althea. We went from a home of three kids. One went off to college, two went back to their moms. And I said, now what? Now what? I had put my career pretty much on hold. I had completely shifted my lifestyle and my gears. And I had to figure out my next. I went through a really, really tough time. And, you know, something I read this year that was just so beautiful, it said sometimes by sharing our stories of our tears, we can help people keep from drowning in theirs. It's something that I've learned. I had to learn the hard way. I might be a little hard headed, but it is something that I pull into my coaching because there are so many people out there who are, are living in pain, thinking they're the only ones. And then they're also trying to figure out what's next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting that, you, you know, you brought up the fact that when you had lost your your children, because they, they I mean, you pretty much raised them, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's in our trials that we discover that we have the ability to be triumphant. Oh. And, and so it, but it's the trial position that's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go through all of this, especially when you're a believer in, in Jesus Christ. So explain as far as your journey during that time, what was your emotional state at that time when all of this was taking place in your life? You know, Alfie, I was angry and my heart truly was broken. My heart truly was broken. I had not ever planned on getting married, let alone have kids. And then within three years of marriage, here I am raising three kids. It was um, just a complete flip-flop for my entire life. And then after seven years, which were really the hardest years of my life, blended families are tough. I don't care how well they get along. It was going through all of those pieces, trying to continue my identity of a career woman. And I really had to grieve. It was grief. And it was it was something that I also didn't know what to do now that I had what I would call margin. I had time. And I felt guilty for having time for me because what had changed in my life wasn't really my choice. Now, one of those three kids went off to college. That was a good thing. But the other two, I felt viscerally just broken. And you know, it's interesting, there was a class being offered at our church. The class originated in the YMCA and it was originally developed for people who were in some sort of addiction. And a lady at our church decided to offer it. And I remember just feeling a tug. You know, when God talks to you, sometimes it's just that nudge that just won't leave you alone. Yeah. And there was this tug that said, you need this class. And I thought, well, I don't have, I've never been in addiction. That's not part of my lifestyle. It doesn't make any sense. And you know, Althea, I found myself in this class called Journey to Freedom with women 
who were at all different stages in life and all coming from a place of pain. Mm, and okay. I learned that it was okay to acknowledge and recognize my feelings. Ooh, that's hard. My generation <laughs> yeah. came up, you put shields up and you don't share your stuff. Exactly. So being in a class where the first thing they ask you is, how are you feeling? Oh, that was not easy. Mm -hmm, that class mm -hmm. was transformational. It was a catalyst to me in healing. I actually learned how to teach that class and went on to teach another class. And the class that I taught about grief, Journey to Freedom Through Grief, it was about a year before I lost my father. Now, I will have to talk to God at some point about how he chose to unfold these events in my life. But I also <laughs> yeah. know that it gives me tools and background to help others. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. and, and what's interesting is that in our journey, all of these different events that we go through, it's, it's really hard to fathom why at that point in time in our, of our life. It's like, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting in you during this time, but I'm not seeing the bigger picture of this at all. And so like, say for example, and I've, I've talked to many other guests, the hot topic of this 2020 is the coronavirus. Right. And so there are people that are really struggling with the coronavirus itself, uh, whether it's they actually have it, they might have lost a loved one, and or they've lost a job. And the question is, why? Why, are, why is this all happening all at one time? And so what is your take on as far as 2020 in general, how it has affected so many people in so many different ways? You know, it's, I'm so glad that you asked that. Um, I found myself having a little bit of 2008 PTSD. So 2008 was a time when our economy was struggling. I was working three jobs and we still weren't able to make the bills. We had kids at home and it took a while to get out of that feeling of insecurity and feeling of what's next. I, with COVID, so many of us were starting to finally see some progress. We were seeing our 401k, you know, I kind of joke my 401k was finally getting me out of cat food and I was going for ramen noodles. I was going for ramen noodles. Um, and so it flipped our switch because it became very evident that our self-reliance, oh gosh, well, there you go. It's really funny. I, um, did a presentation for my alumni group for the college I went to. And I was the first presenter of the year to the alumni. It was a live webinar taped and all the things. And my presentation was 2020 vision, which hue are you looking through? I am not at all regretting giving that because we talked about learning. We talked about how your personality impacts how you set and achieve your goals. Those are all still relevant, mm -hmm. but boy, we did not know what was about to kick in. Yeah, COVID yeah. has had some amazing silver linings. It's also helped us in a way, whether we chose this or not, I think people have started to look at what do I really value? What is really important to me? Mm -hmm. And what is the lifestyle that is meaningful? Mm -hmm. Even if we haven't fully articulated it, I think that is something that's starting to come out for a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were saying last year, 2020 vision and, you know, 
but you have a different perspective on the vision now. And I think for a lot of people, it is an eye opener for real that there are things that we need to uh, value more than just our, even our jobs. Um, it's spending time with our kids. There are people that I've talked to that have said, you know, um, I worked a full-time job, working long hours and everything. And our family and, our, and, and everything, it used to be very, very busy. We were going in different directions now that we had to come together didn't have any other choice but to spend time with each other now they're they're discovering each other they're discovering things about their kids that they probably didn't know <laughs> before you're getting to know your wife again or your husband again um some wish they didn't have to do that now because <laughs> they spend so much time now together but you know it's it having to communicate with with each other and everything it's 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 very interesting to say the least you you know you are so right in the in the um full-time job i have i have about an hour commute on each side so that completely opened up margin and space if you will my husband and i were literally just joking tonight althea that i've probably spent more time at home this year than i have in the 17 years we've been in this house Wow. And I said, you know what? I don't think we're joking here. He said, I know we're not joking. He said, you usually weren't home until 7 30, 8 o'clock every night. And here you are, you're home all day. It was a shift. And I was eager to see how I would handle it. My waistline has not handled it well, but <laughs> yeah. I have actually discovered the margin from those morning commutes has actually opened up my ability to pursue my passions, to pursue that networking that I love so much, to make new relationships, to coach my clients. It has been a silver lining in from that perspective. And I love that you were talking about this because it's also you, you've had to kind of figure out your style even with your partner at home my husband was used to having a good literally three or four hours on his own mm -hmm. and he's an introvert anyway and so we had to kind of reassess our habits and our styles yeah. and thankfully we have a good relationship it's not perfect boy it's not perfect but we have a good relationship and we've had to kind of learn some new tools um, for those with families and children, that's probably been multiplied. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Kelly, tell the audience about as far as what type of clients that you work with and, and also um, your, your speaking and everything. Sure, thank you. I love working with people who know there is more, who have reached this place, usually midlife, honestly, but I've also worked with some young people that they know they have a purpose. They know that in eight, it's ready for them to move on to their next. So whether it is a widow who has now married off all of her children and she's thinking, okay, what's best and next for me? Whether it's someone who has been in the same career for 20 years, maybe the bills are paid, but their passions haven't been pursued. I also love working with people that know they have potential. They know it. They just can't figure it out how to unleash it and move it forward. I really do help drive people to action. 
And we talk a lot about imperfect action hmm. because so many times people are just, I call it analysis paralysis. They're just completely frozen because they think every next step they make has to be perfect. Hmm. And it doesn't. It's that imperfect incremental action. The back of my business card, the guy that designed my logo and all that designed this and I said this is amazing it shows a blooming flower and it says every step is greater than the sum and that is what I do with people usually it's from a professional perspective but it's helping them take action they know they want to do this it's just the how so I like mm -hmm. talking about the 3ds discover develop and dig in you know, I was told in high school, I did bad on one of those pre-entry exams for college. And a guidance counselor said to me, you're not planning on going to college, are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm planning on going. She said, well, you're not smart enough. And wow. so in one of my sessions for my coaching program, we talk about a concept called echoes of the past. Okay. What were you told? What did you listen to? And what did you not? listen to mm -hmm. and you know as a as a person coming I was from a blue-collar working-class background my mother was a manager in a hardware store my father was an electrician and welder there was never any doubt that I was going to go to college it's not for everyone but there was no doubt did I have to work at it yep did I need tutors was I that kid studying extra hours yes I was mm -hmm. but I got my degree and I went back and got my master's degree and so that is one of the things that I do with my coaching is luggage. What are you carrying? Those expectations of others. What are those echoes of the past? We have to deal with those things because that verbiage, that recording is often still in our head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a client send me a text one day after going through the coaching program I call next. And that's primarily for women in midlife who are moving to their next. And she said, today I remembered, I realized that I have value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about that you have value just by nature of being in this world. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, no matter how you got here. And that's something that um, people still struggle with. Why am I here? And reminding people you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I just mm -hmm. think that's so beautiful. Yes, yes. And I hear I hear the language, the the, the believer's language as mm. you speak. And how did you keep pushing yourself despite any obstacles that came across your path? Even when somebody told you, Oh, you you no, I don't think college is is for you that no that can be easily stuck in your head for a lifetime mm -hmm. that could be the the stopping point that keeps you from moving forward in your purpose so yeah. what is the 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 tool that you had in your tool belt that said you know what i'm not going to listen to those people mm -hmm. i'm going to go forward in what i am destined to do predestined yeah. to do yeah you know, this is gonna sound so cheesy. I remember when I was around 10 years to ask people what they thought about when they were 10. There is something about the age of 10 where you can really discover a lot about yourself, kind of your innate strengths and ambitions. 
there was a lady that lived down the street in our neighborhood and she did a little Bible study in our home. And I loved it, Althea. My father, the only time I remember seeing him in a church was on my wedding day. He did not, um, he insisted that we go, but it wasn't something that he practiced. My mother was to take your kids to Sunday school and that was about it. Mm -hmm. This woman did a Bible study and I remember it's such a cheesy song, but she used to sing to us this song that said, I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. And then it goes on to say, I am a great big bunch of potentiality. I am learning to hear God's voice. I am learning to make the right choice because I'm a promise to be anything God wants me to be. There is something about what she did that instilled in just even a little girl's heart. Now that doesn't mean I haven't had setbacks. There are days when me and God, we just have these conversations. Mm -hmm. I kind of joke that, you know, if I make it to heaven before you get in line, I've got so many questions. (laughs) Um, And my husband who is different about his faith, he came to faith as an adult, he said, as soon as you get there, it's all going to be answered. I know you imagine yourself having these really long conversations and starting a long line. It's going to be okay. Um, I think combine that with um, a little bit of hardheadedness and just a need to achieve and, and pursue my purpose. I really have a desire that at the end of the day, if someone said, what do you want to see on your tombstone? Should I have one? It's that I help to help people change for the good Mm -hmm. and i love seeing people realize their innate value their innate purpose and pursue it that is the i just sit back and be a super fan of my coaching clients and people that have been through my program because it's so dang awesome to watch people realize that absolutely i i get i i get the anticipation and of being able to see them succeed i love to see um them just people just shine and people that initially when they started the whole process because i do some life coaching as well um as well as even biblical counseling and i just love to see the the transition when that that aha moment is like wow okay i can do this but the problem sometimes that people have is they think that they're going to go from point A to point Z in 2.2 seconds. And that's not how it works. There is a process. So tell me, Kelly, about the process that you walk with the, uh, with the clients that you yeah. work with. You know, I think especially for people who have a similar personality to me, I have a personality of perfectionism. I battle it myself. Um, you know, people who are major procrastinators, a lot of times it's their procrastination. It's really their perfectionism. If they can't do it perfectly, they don't want to do it at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I talk with them about something that even is kind of a gut punch to me. Where can you be good enough so that you can pursue excellence in the right areas? Mm. Well, just saying that good enough for people who want to do everything perfectly. I mean, you can just viscerally feel the punch and I feel it myself. And so it's really just kind of establishing where they are. I do have a certification and a personality profile that 
I really believe was a game changer for me understanding about my motive, my driving core motive. I love doing that personality profile with my coaching clients. It does give us some common language. It also helps me to understand where they're coming from. So for example, my driving core motive is action. And so I will often say things like, what's the end goal? Where are we driving? And I've had to learn to what you just said, I can't go from point A to point Z in 2.2 seconds. Um, There are other people, their driving core motive is connection. Boy, this year, they're blue on the color code. They are struggling. They are Mm. on the struggle bus. Not only are they often perfectionists, connection, intimacy is their driving core motive. Well, we've had a lot of breaking in that area this year. Um, I joke, I'm a red. The driving core motive is action. I married a white. Their driving core motive is peace. And, (laughs) you know, Althea, we failed when my husband and I were going through premarital counseling with our pastor at the time. We failed every test. And he used to shake his head and go, well, love makes you dumb. What we've discovered is that we are complementary opposites. I push him to get out of that place of peace and to accept some cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. He gives me a place of calm and reminds me, do you need to battle everything? Are you trying to win the war or you want to win every single battle? And you know that when you asked about that journey, that's something I have to remember sometimes. Mm -hmm. I talk in one of my speeches about learning how to tie my shoes. And in the state of Illinois, before you could start school, you had to be able to demonstrate you knew how to tie your shoes. Hmm. My mother was right-handed and I was left-handed. Oh, wow. I viscerally, how frustrated I was. I couldn't wait to go to school. I was ready, get me out, let me go. And I couldn't learn it fast enough. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I still battle that as an adult. I still battle that. I can't learn it fast enough. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me to learn this. Um, I've learned that I have to look for help, that I, I'm i not weak if there's something I don't understand. And I'll add to that something that I love sharing with my coaching clients, and I share this in my speaking as well. It's about how are we looking at what we might call our weaknesses. I like to shift that to our limitations. And then I heard something that's so beautiful in the speaker. I told him a couple years ago, I'm stealing this. If it's okay with you, he said, steal away. (laughs) He said, focus on your strengths and learn how to neutralize your limitations. Mm -hmm. Isn't that good? That is really good. I love that. Because there are people that have what they think are really good strengths, but even it could be flipped very easily. And, and also what's interesting is I love the idea of the personality assessments. We, my, actually myself and my children, we had to do personality assessments for the church that we're attending now. And so I was able to discover some of the things that I already, well, I can't say discover, I can actually say I knew some of the uh, personality um, things in the, in the test that matched my kids. I knew that it was perfect. I just, and it, for them to discover their personality, really discover their personality, they're able to now go forward with what they know and enhance it even more and allow God to really use them in the way that I know that he will. 
Um, yeah. I told my son, I said, you, you, you haven't honestly that people come to you and they just spill their guts to you. And a part of it is genetic <laughs> because it's the same way for me. And when I was a teenager, I was like, why are these people telling me all of their business? I don't want to know about this. But then as time went on, God revealed to me that, well, that's your genetic makeup essentially. And then when I did the personality test and every single personality test that's out there, when I do them, it comes back the same way. I'm an exhorter. Okay, Lord, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> I know I'm on the right track and let's go. And my son, he, he received the same answer. So those personality assessments are very, very good and very helpful in understanding who you are and eventually discovering whose you are as well. Yes. Can you go into yes. more detail about the, um, the color code? Sure, sure. And I will offer this one thing, and I like to say this with all of these types of personality profiles. I believe, you know, I've seen a few out there most recently, especially in the evangelical circles, where people are making this their identity. And yes. I, I defy that. And I'm yes. very bold about that because my identity comes from Jesus Christ. Hey, that's right. And what I like about these various pro profiles, there are some that I will not participate in, is they give me tools in my toolbox for self-awareness. You know, we mentioned COVID earlier. COVID revealed a lot about our personalities, how well we work alone, how much connection we really need, where our stress levels were that we didn't realize were there. So when we develop our self-awareness, it allows us to do better, especially in our interactions with others. Understanding for me, the color code made such a difference because it helped me to understand why so many times I feel like a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. Color code's been around for about 30 years. I heard a speaker, my husband and I heard a speaker talking about it. I looked at him and I said, I'm a red, you're a white, and this explains everything. And we had a great laugh, but what I loved about it, there are four colors and I'll mention those. It was easy to understand. It wasn't all this complicated jargon and having to kind of analyze everything. And what made it a game changer for me was it helped me understand not only myself, but how I relate to others. Why sometimes other people are like, oh, so tell me how you really feel or you're going too fast or I need to think about it. So Color Code's been around about 30 years. It was discovered and developed, if you will, by a psychiatrist who really wanted to help his patients. There are four colors and they're not super meaningful. It just helps to understand red, white, blue and yellow. Okay. So red is a person of action. Do reds, by the way, we always think we're right. <laughs> a blue, their driving for motive is intimacy. I like to reframe that to connection because mm -hmm. too many times I think people think about intimacy from a physical perspective. Blues are quality. They're loyal. They are, they want to do things right. A white, their driving core motive is peace. Mm -hmm. Steady state. Don't upset the apple cart. <laughs> Don't give me cognitive dissonance. They want steady state. They are also some of the most accepting people and phenomenal listeners. Mm. I know you can tell I like to talk. So marrying a listener, <laughs> that's been a good combination. Um, a yellow, their driving for motive is fun. Now, some people are bothered by that. I'm not. Fun from a living in the moment, bringing optimism and energy, 
we had at our firm a person join our department who is a yellow she brought a sense of lightness and excitement and positivity to a team of pretty serious people so it's been a great addition now of course we're all individuals so most of us are not like 100% red there is a piece of pie if you will and we're combinations my combination is action first and it gets followed by the need for connection and perfection so i get to have all kinds of internal dilemmas because i'm ready to go but my perfectionism is coming in yeah. um but that color code to me it was easy to understand and it was easy for people to pick up on cues about the other person to know how best to relate A blue is not going to make a decision fast. They're going to be very deliberate. So when I come to a department head and go, "All right, here's an idea for training. We're going to do this and this and here's the action plan and I've got it all." I've just blew away a blue. They're sitting there going, "Oh, well we haven't answered my 50-page questionnaire yet. I have lots of questions and I need to deliberate." Yeah. Um, is any of this sounding more like you? Are you starting to recognize anything of yourself? Oh, I'm I'm that's why I'm laughing cuz I'm like I I know that even without having even taken the test, I already know I would fall into the blue category. All right. And I know a lot of of people that are in the red category because some of them when we try to interact, I'm like, "Okay, I I need details. I need I need more information before I go forward in whatever all these different ideas that you have. I need some more <laughs> information. Yes. And so yes. yeah, I I without even taking the test, I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm the <laughs> blue person for sure. Um, <laughs> I love that. And you know what's interesting is blue and yellow come from a position of emotion. Mm-hmm. White and red come from logic. So when I'm in my authentic red state, I'm much more logical. When I'm in a stress state, when I'm in a place where I'm more insecure about what's going on, I have found that I go to the blue. I will overanalyze. I will think it out too much. I will overplan. And it's something that I've learned about myself because in a working environment particularly, I'm very quick to speak, I'm very quick with an opinion, I'm very quick to judge. And I have really had to filter that. throughout my lifetime because it is not necessarily acceptable in the workplace yeah. and um geographically speaking it may be a little less acceptable in the area that I live in I think that's changing mm-hmm. but I know I was always seen as very bold as a teenager I remember my girlfriend saying you scare boys and this little 52 i weighed way less than i do now i would throw my arms up in there go what is there to be scared of i'm 52 and i'm blonde and they're like what you just did was scary yeah yeah <laughs> um, it's, it's all so, about yeah. bringing people out of their comfort zone too yeah. and, yes. and so that's how i can see a person that is a red would be able to help someone like me bring come out of their comfort zone and and take chances and and go on the fly with an idea even if it's uncomfortable to them or that individual that's a red and and the they're working or living with a white and the white is like just it's okay just chill <laughs> we're going to be okay but no <laughs> we got to get this done and i got these ideas and we need to do this and that 
it's gonna be okay. Let's. Althea, get out of my head. <laughs> hey, I've I've seen it. I promise you, I have seen it. <laughs> Kelly, this is a awesome, awesome discussion. How can people get in contact with you and even take that that uh, color code test? Of course, if you, I keep it really simple and I can also send you something for your show notes and so on, if you like, Yes. if please. you just email Kelly with a Y at Kelly Knowles.net Knowles like Beyonce. Um, but it's Kelly at Kelly Knowles.net. If you just shoot a quick email that says color code, I'm having a freebie. Mm-hmm. And then if someone says, okay, I want the full profile, I will tell you that that full profile, what I like to do with people is a debrief. what does it really mean so many times when we get these results for these profiles we don't really have anybody to talk to about it and how we can relate it and in my opinion that unapplied knowledge is kind of useless so what i always love is the opportunity to be able to debrief with someone and let's walk through this and how this applies to you and your personal improvement and your relationships Some people want to talk about their romantic relationships. How can I do better with my spouse? Others are like, this is going to help me in my personal, in my professional relationships. That's where it was a game changer for me. So just shoot me an email and I can also send you some links. And then I'm happy to send the link to take the free profile. Once people start to take those profiles, they realize the incredible application that comes from it. Yeah, it's it's definitely an eye opener when you discover you who you are and then and enhancing the, the whatever the purpose is that God has given you that just takes you to a whole nother level. Kelly, it has been a blessing and an honor to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom and insight on Wove Inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for your amazing podcast. I've already found inspiration listening to the other episodes. It was an honor to be here. Hey, you guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration. You're listening to the Monday edition. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. Wove Inspiration interviews men and women who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming issues such as mental illness, abuse, and many other obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factor for guests on Wove Inspiration are their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to this show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other platforms you listen to podcasts.